Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book One The Quiet Revolution. I can see a great change, a great new surge of revolution coming to America, not by fire, not by bullets but by God's truth kindling a revolution in men's hearts. I have come here to ignite this spiritual revolution. I do not need to demonstrate in front of the White House or in Lafayette Square. The answer does not lie there, but in the hearts of men, in the quiet revolution from selfishness to unselfishness. Can you imagine how wonderful the ideal society will be? Individuals will belong to their families. The family will belong to the society. The society will belong to the nation. The nation will belong to the world. The world will belong to God. And God will belong to you. He who gives the most will know God most deeply. Some young people might say to me, Reverend Moon, you are coming here repeating the same old stuff. But this is not at all true. I am speaking not from theory but from life. I am telling you that we are all here to live the truth as Jesus lived the truth. This is not a theory a philosophy, or a theological doctrine. It is the ultimate truth of God, not to be talked about, but to be lived. When man makes this truth live, it is going to bring about the greatest change upon the face of the earth. Although in one sense you know the truth of the things I have been saying, still nobody truly believes them. Since nobody believes the truth, nobody ever lives it. This truth is as old as God, yet as new as the 21st century, you must live the truth. If the revelation of the divine principle has made this age-old truth real in your heart, then you have in effect discovered a brand new truth. The divine principle is touching the hearts of millions of young people, showing them the way to our very real God. People throughout the world are learning that God is absolute and perfect, and the perfect God demands perfect human beings as his object. Jesus said, You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Matthew 5.48 He is clearly indicating that our standard of value is the perfection of our Heavenly Father. Otherwise, we cannot be God's objects and God cannot accept us. All of us want to be perfect. All of us want heaven on earth. But we ask, how can it be done? We wonder if it is at all possible for man to be perfect. Some contend with the apparent justification that all one has to do is merely look at man to see the gross error of such an aspiration. We point to the sin and suffering inherent in all things, even in the things that are most holy. We say, only God is perfect. However, when we fully comprehend the design for man and God's concept of creation, we will understand that perfection is within our grasp. In God's ideal of creation, we were designed as temples of God, temples of the Spirit of God, where God is Master. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 3.16 We were designed to be God's temples. When we attain this status, we shall cease to possess a will that is corruptible. Limitations or laws will no longer be necessary, for His will is our will. With His Spirit dwelling in us completely, we shall move only as He dictates. We shall then be perfect, because the force that is guiding and directing us is the perfect force. When man achieves this ultimate goal, he is the perfect union with God. He is no longer living on the human level alone, but on the God-like level. 
He takes on God's qualities because the Spirit dwells in and possesses him as a perfect temple. He reflects God's virtue and power. Thus, man can be as perfect as Heavenly Father is perfect. This was the original pattern which God intended for humankind through Adam. Marriage is the most important means of establishing God's kingdom on earth. Adam and Eve were God's first children. They were born of God, grew up in God, and would have matured into perfection in God. God intended to make Adam and Eve one in heavenly matrimony. Then they would have borne sinless children and become the true mother and true father for all humankind. They would have been the first king and queen, establishing the heavenly kingdom on earth. Has such a kingdom ever existed? No. Instead, history started in the wrong direction. From the evil first step, Satan has been the god of this world. It has therefore been God's purpose of restoration, his purpose of salvation, to restore the perfected nation so that he can truly have his kingdom upon the earth. For this, God needs a model. Who can set the criteria of perfection on this earth? To meet this need, the Messiah comes. Jesus Christ came as the Messiah. He was to be the model of perfection upon every level, the individual, family, tribal, national, and worldwide levels. He came to establish a perfect world in his lifetime, not over a period of centuries. Before God sent his champion, Jesus Christ, he prepared the field with the chosen people of Israel. They were the foundation for the Messiah's coming. The people of Israel could have perfected themselves and their nation if they had united with the coming of the Lord. The kingdom of God would have been a physical reality at that time. The Mission of Jesus However, his people did not accept Jesus. Instead of welcome, he meant rejection at every level. Jesus was denied the opportunity to take a bride in the position of restored Eve and to establish the first God-centered heavenly family. Instead, the people of Israel nailed him to the cross. Read 1 Corinthians 2.8 None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. In this way, the mission of Jesus Christ was left undone on earth. The history of God's providence is a very sad story. To comfort the heart of God and fulfill His work, we must clearly understand His process of restoration. When God created man, He placed Adam and Eve, man and woman, in the Garden of Eden. They both united with Satan and became sinful, thereby leaving God isolated. In the process of restoration, God must restore both Adam and Eve. Jesus came as the sinless Adam, or perfected Adam. His first mission was, therefore, to restore his bride and form the first family of God. All fallen generations would have been grafted onto him as the true olive tree. God-centered families, tribes, and nations would have been restored in this way. Perfection would have reigned. The sinless state of God's kingdom could have been a reality for the last 2,000 years. This is why 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, Jesus is the last Adam, the second Adam. Jesus came, but he was crucified. He was not given the chance to restore his bride. This is why Jesus promised his second coming. Jesus Christ must come again to consummate the mission he left undone 2,000 years ago. Let me repeat, Jesus was a man, not God himself. When he returns to earth, he will come as a man in the position of the third Adam. Let us understand more fully the significance of these revelations in the book of Revelations, where there is the prophecy of the marriage of the Lamb. God intended Adam and Eve to come together in heavenly matrimony in the Garden of Eden. Since it was not realized at that time, 
God intended Jesus to fulfill this marriage in his time. However, it was not realized by Jesus either because of the faithlessness of the chosen people. Jesus was the second Adam. It was God's will for him to be blessed in heavenly matrimony with the second Eve, his restored bride. They would have become the true parents for humankind. In this way, all humankind would have found life by grafting onto them. Jesus cautioned the people, You are of your father the devil. John 8.44 Because of the beginning point of human history, we were born as Satan's children. Through the restoration of true parents, we will be reborn as children of our Heavenly Father, God, with full salvation. God's will was denied fulfillment in Jesus' time. That is why He is coming again as the third Adam. The marriage supper of the Lamb will take place. True parents for all humankind will be realized in our time. God will bring forth His true family upon the face of the earth. All people will be made new through their true parents. All will be made capable of bringing sinless children into the world. This will be done when Jesus Christ reappears. The kingdom of heaven on earth will then begin. This will be the day when the dwelling of God is with men. God will be full of joy. His own Son, as perfected third Adam, will initiate an entirely new history upon the earth. On that day, we shall become living images of God. God will bring His kingdom on earth. I pledge to you from the bottom of my heart that the realization of all this is at hand in the fullness of God's time. The ultimate realization of this ideal has been the hope of God, as well as the hope of humanity. Thank you very much for your attentive listening. You have been a most gracious audience. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.